Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking about the dishonesty of shoe on head and also socialism in general. And I usually don't like to make videos that could be construed as being drama centric. That's not the point of this channel. That's not what I'm here for. But I also don't like being lied about. So that's what we're going to do today is clear some stuff up. And before we go any further, I do just want to apologize if I look or sound under the weather. I woke up feeling completely fine, but around an hour ago, my nose started running like a faucet. Sorry for the graphic description, but it's true. And right now I'm not quite sure what's wrong. I'm hoping it's just allergies. But uh, if, if my nose happens to get progressively redder throughout this episode, it's, it's because I'm blowing it in between takes. So Shuan Head is a very, very popular YouTuber who is probably best known for making anti-SJW, anti-feminist type of content. And the odds are that if you've somehow managed to find my content, you've definitely at least heard of her. She is huge, way bigger than I would ever hope to be. But what's interesting about Shu is that her videos used to be really focused on cultural issues, things like mansplaining, the pink tax and stuff like that. But lately it seems like she's more interested in hard politics. And in terms of politics, even though Shu is probably best known for being anti-woke, she is a socialist. And no, I don't mean social democrat, she is just literally a socialist. And since I really don't want to be accused of misconstruing anyone else's beliefs in this episode, I have screenshots to back this up. So here we have a chat log from what looks like a Discord server, and just in case anyone isn't familiar with a Discord server, they're kind of like chat rooms. So it's very different than something like a DM, which would be more private, and I, I definitely wouldn't be okay with someone leaking those. But at one point, after being asked, why are you still so hesitant to call yourself a socialist, besides the PR thing, she replied, I just don't want to LARP as something I don't understand enough. Socialism on paper would be neat, but it's not going to happen, so we should get the country as close as possible possible like the Nordic countries. To which the other person asked, and if we do get to the point where the Nordic countries are, then what? Would you be a socialist? And Shu said, yeah, most likely. So the other person replied, so you're a socialist. To which she replied, no, I'm a social democrat with the little echo parentheses thing. I know the term socialist is used against left-wing people a lot to kind of conjure up this red scare type of thing, but just know that when I say socialist in this context and in regard to shoe on head, I'm, I'm actually, I'm being serious. She's a socialist. Now, last week, or at least I think it was last week, I did a video responding to the Gravel Institute, who are pretty much trying to be the socialist equivalent of PragerU. And one of the videos in particular of theirs that I responded to was all about how big government is actually good. And no, that's not oversimplification on my part, anything like that. It's actually advocating for big government. Keep that in mind going into this. And here is a particular clip that I think it's important you all see. Like Germany or Finland that have lower rates of poverty and higher rates of economic mobility. The American dream is more alive in these big government countries than in America. There are a lot of differences between the US, Germany, and Finland. But if you ask a socialist why it is that Germany and Finland perform better than the US in certain metrics, they'll say it's because the government is bigger and the taxes are higher. That is the answer to prosperity. Is that right though? Are higher taxes and big government really the answer to Germany and Finland's success? It couldn't possibly be because they have overwhelmingly homogenous populations. 
right? Populations that, by the way, also have a higher average IQ and narrower distribution than the US does. If it was true that you could just big government and tax any population into happiness and success, then the story of the Soviet Union would be very different. I stand by everything I said in that video. It is a huge oversimplification to try to attribute Germany and Finland's bigger governments and higher government spending levels to their lower poverty and higher economic mobility levels. The US has historically, thanks to chain migration, had tons of people coming into the country every year with less wealth, less education, and less skill than the native population. Of course, when every single year you have people coming in who maybe don't speak your language so well, probably don't have a lot of savings themselves, and may not be very skilled workers, there's going to be a certain amount of poverty that comes alongside that. And I still very much believe in the American dream. I think in America, you are more likely to succeed than anywhere else. But still, that success takes time. And it is true that recently Germany has been taking in a larger share of migrants, but that still doesn't compare to the generations and generations that that has been going on in the US. And of course, it is true that there are tons of immigrants in Germany and the US and every country you can think of who are not only very well educated, but actually better educated and wealthier than the native population of the country they're moving to. But Still, by and large, most countries work with some sort of family reunification plan when it comes to immigration, and things like skill level or job prospects aren't always the top priority when letting in immigrants. Just in case anyone thinks I'm saying all immigrants are poor and uneducated, that's simply not true, but it is just a fact that many immigrants who do come to Western countries are hoping to get either a better education or better job prospects. And IQ absolutely affects income. There have been studies on this. If someone has a higher IQ, they are less likely to live in poverty. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. But again, if you haven't seen all of that video, I do suggest you go and check it out just to get a better sense of what I and the Gravel Institute were each trying to argue. We are not done with our current saga, but before we go on, I want to save you some money. That's right. I want to save you money on car and homeowners insurance. Thanks to our sponsor, Gabby. So when you've had the same car insurance or homeowners insurance for years and years, you kind of get trapped into just paying your premiums and not even thinking about it. That makes it really, really easy to overpay though and not even realize it. So stop overpaying for car and homeowners insurance. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have thanks to Gabby. So Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, people like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you already have. Gabby customers save on average $825 per year, which is huge. And if they can't find you savings, then hey, at least you can rest easy knowing that you have the best deal out there. Plus, Gabby will never sell your info, so no annoying spam or robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate and there is zero obligation. Take a few minutes right now and stop overpaying on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash Lauren. That is G-A-B-I dot com slash Lauren so they know that our show is the one that sent you. The reason why I mention all of that is because it turns out on social media, someone chose to clip part of my video and share it. And here is the clip that's been circulating. There are a lot of differences between the US, Germany, and Finland. 
But if you ask a socialist why it is that Germany and Finland perform better than the US in certain metrics, they'll say it's because the government is bigger and the taxes are higher. That is the answer to prosperity. Is that right though? Are higher taxes and big government really the answer to Germany and Finland's success? It couldn't possibly be because they have overwhelmingly homogenous populations right? Populations that, by the way, also have a higher average IQ and narrower distribution than the US does. I still do agree with everything I'm saying in this clip, but I think it's interesting that this person in question chose to remove the context of the Gravel Institute video that I was responding to. The Gravel Institute video advocating for big government and trying to attribute Germany and Finland's successes to specifically their big government and their high government spending. Now, when Shu saw this video clip, her response was, mixed race person living in Canada telling Americans they can't also have healthcare because America is too racially diverse, I am exhausted. Hmm. What? First off, I really do love being called mixed race person. I mean, that is, that is what my close friends and family refer to me as. So I just love when that can be brought to political conversations. It's fun. But also, um, I am not telling Americans anything any more than I am telling German or Finnish people stuff. It's simply a conversation about the merits and detriments of big government. As an American or whoever, you can do whatever you want with that information. And on top of that, saying that a population is homogenous is not the same as saying that, oh, it's just not racially diverse. There's a lot more that goes into homogeneity, especially when we're talking about a socioeconomic issue like big government and poverty levels economic mobility, things like that. My video wasn't even about healthcare, it's about big governments. And I don't think I even mentioned healthcare once. But if you wanna talk about healthcare, shoot, there is healthcare in America. You could maybe say there's not a universal single payer system in America, but that doesn't mean there's no healthcare, okay? There, there is healthcare. I just had to fly my parents down to the US because my father got a scan revealing he had liver cancer and he went months in the Canadian healthcare system with no follow-ups, all right? So, so there's your Canadian healthcare system for you. And you know what? I'm not saying the American healthcare system is perfect, but I am sick and tired of the narrative that because Canadians have government healthcare, they're not able to contribute to the healthcare debate. That is the opposite of what is needed because socialists like you are under the assumption that everything is a utopia. It's all fairy tales and roses in Canada because we have this beloved government system and that is not the case. People die up here waiting for care. And you know what? One of the reasons why our healthcare system is so inundated in Canada is because we have taken on waves and waves of migrants who are now using the healthcare system that they have not paid into. So yeah, here here is a mixed race person living in Canada who has some thoughts about healthcare. Is is that all right with you, white American? Do, do I have your permission to share these opinions? And by the way, none of this should be construed as me defending the American healthcare system. I mean, the American healthcare system as it is right now was put in place by the Democrats, so why would I? It just frustrates me when people defend a system like Canada's that they are clearly so uninformed about. Anyway, about that clip featuring yours truly, Shu also went on to say, sorry Americans, you can't have healthcare like the rest of the developed world because the Browns. Again, did not say that. 
Not at all. You have to be pretty slimy to take a conversation about big government and big government spending and twist it into, oh, so you don't want people to have health care. <laughs> and not, not even you don't want people to have affordable health care or government provided health care. She's literally just saying you either love big government or no health care at all. And what is this notion that just because most migrants nowadays are brown, I can't criticize mass migration without blaming it on brown people specifically? Like, that's some BS right there. There are tons of amazing immigrants out there who, yeah, are not white and they're very skilled and that's fine, but come on. Mass migration absolutely has cultural and political effects on Western countries and I mean, I, I don't think that should be off limits in terms of criticism just because right now those migrants happen to be brown and socialists apparently love to call people racist. Obviously, when it comes to politics, Shu and I don't agree, which is fine. That's not necessarily a problem in and of itself, but uh, yeah, don't lie about what people have or have not said. It's not a good look. Just because you're a socialist, that doesn't mean you have to be a lying socialist. Anyway, through all of these posts, I did end up having some interactions with other socialists, and some of them I thought were pretty interesting, so I figured for the rest of the episode, we could go through some of those. One person wrote, explain why population differences will have different needs in healthcare, and explain it in a way that doesn't involve race. It's not about having different healthcare needs, it's about having different abilities to pay for healthcare and this whole racial thing, it's funny that whenever you mention homogeneity in a population, these people always think the first thing you must be referring to is race. No, demographics is not a synonym for race. Immigration is not a synonym for race. IQ is not a synonym for race. Uh, education level is not a synonym for race. But I replied, if you have a huge sector of your population that is less educated, less skilled, and less wealthy than the rest of your population, it causes a bigger strain on those who have to fund redistributive programs. Keep in mind that my original video was not about healthcare, it was about big government in general, but as long as we are going to be talking about healthcare, the fact is that if there are a lot of people who haven't paid into a healthcare system, either because they weren't in the country before or because they've just not been able to financially contribute to the healthcare system, rich people's tax dollars will only go so far. You can't have an unending supply of people who don't put money into the healthcare system because then your healthcare system is going to collapse. And it's here that I would like to point out that the US does have government-funded healthcare to a certain extent. Things like Medicaid and Medicare are examples of government-provided healthcare. Conceptually, I'm not against programs like that, but there's a big difference between that and just literally full-on socialized healthcare. To which Josephine Mathias replied, and by the way, I'm not calling her a socialist here. I know she's on the left, but I, I don't think she's full-on socialist. Anyway, she asked, okay, but why do you think a huge sector of the population is less educated, less skilled, and less wealthy, and how do we improve that? Well, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? And personally, when I look at the people who are less educated and less skilled and less wealthy out there, I want to do things like fix the education system. That is a huge one. And no, that doesn't just mean spending more money on schools. That means things like school choice and trying to introduce competitiveness back into the education system. Second, government regulation 
on the economy also has a huge impact on people's finances. We saw in the U.S. under the Trump administration when they were rolling back all of those regulations that unemployment rates for black Americans, women, Hispanic Americans, so many groups were at historic lows. And finally, for certain countries more than others, I think immigration plays a huge part of why certain segments of the population specifically are less educated, less skilled, and less wealthy than the others. So there are ways to increase people's levels of wealth and skill and education that don't mean we all have to become socialists. Next, someone else asked, so if it's not racial homogeneity you want, what kind of homogeneity is it, Lauren? And here, I just want to say that there is a big difference between me saying homogeneity explains why Finland is different than the US and me saying I want more homogeneity. They're not the same. But I responded, education, wealth, skill, language, culture, religion, you know, like literally all parts of society. I think it's pretty obvious that if a society has a robust middle class, then a redistributive program like universal healthcare will be less impactful than if the society is a bunch of impoverished people with just a few wealthier people. To which someone who is so smooth-brained, I assume the inside of their skull contains a beach ball, wrote, you want a society where people have homogenous amounts of wealth? Obviously, the implication there is that I'm advocating, without knowing it, for socialism or communism to redistribute wealth. I think it's very telling that these people can only imagine a society with relatively equal amounts of wealth through redistribution and the state. It can't just be that I'm advocating for a highly effective, highly educated workforce. No, 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 it's, got, it's gotta be through the government taking from people to give to others. I think we'll leave things there for now, but I do wanna leave you all with a piece of advice, and that is do not let yourself be painted as an extremist by literal socialists. If you have views that are relatively similar to mine, the truth is, you are a mainstream conservative. Heck, you might even be center-right. There is nothing crazy, there is nothing bigoted about anything I've said in this video or my last one, and don't let these socialists try to gaslight you into thinking that there is. That's it for now, though. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.